Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by two entrepreneurs, Chris Beoso and Armando Pantoja. Tune in to learn more about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and Armando. If this is your first time joining the podcast, uh, welcome to the family. Welcome to the community. We drop a new episode every single Friday of the week. Uh, if that sounds like something interesting to you, subscribe, uh, follow us on at Latin Wealth on Instagram um, and share this podcast with one of your family members or friends that needs to hear this information. If you've been tuning in to all the episodes, you know, we've been dropping some great information, been having some great guests on the podcast. Um, if you haven't done so already before you listen to this podcast episode, I would highly suggest that you go back and listen to last week's episode where we did a introduction on um, cryptocurrency. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that today um, and some other subjects. So we want to make sure that you're fully educated on that. Uh, with that being said, Armando, how are you doing? I'm fine. And you? Man, I'm blessed and doing well as always. So what we wanted to talk about today before we got on the podcast, you know, we were talking about like kind of some things that are happening in the world right now. And one of the major things that's happening is that we're seeing before our eyes is inflation. Right. It, it's something that it's pretty crazy right now. You know, prices of everything are extremely high. Um, we, we're, we're trying to get some merch done for the Latin Wealth podcast. And the gentleman's like, look, you know, prices are like double what they used to be. You know, just everything's up. Gas is up. Um, the cost of milk, whatever it is, everything is up right now. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it, it's at 62 percent correct yeah, in october uh it was uh roughly the uh, you know what what basically the prices are up six to six point two percent so the things that when we go into the supermarket when we you know we buy new things uh just prices in general up six point two percent over october it's crazy so you know this is something that we definitely wanted to have a conversation about um and we don't want to put any fear out there and we don't want to necessarily scare people but again, we want to have these conversations so we can better prepare for what's going to come or, you know, how to really tackle inflation. Um, so before we, we get into all that, you know, what has been the cause of inflation? What has been the cause of everything to rise so much? And I know it's a combination of a bunch of different things. Um, but in your opinion, what, what's the cause of it? Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's one singular cause, and it, this okay. it's when they printed up all that money in the, in the pandemic, right? True, true, true. And the thing about it is that it's just like anything else: is the more supply, the, the lower the value of each individual unit, mm. right? Mm. And that's exactly what happened: is that the government told us back in you know um, during the pandemic that you know things were shutting down, you know we had to put that money out there, so they gave a lot of money to businesses, they gave out the stimulus checks, they gave out a lot of grants, a lot of uh, PPP loans that you never had to pay back and all of these things. And they told us back then, oh, don't worry about it. It's not going to cause inflation. Remember that? It's not going to cause it. Now we're in a period of massive inflation. And it's just, that's simple economics, simple mathematics is that if you put money out into the world like that, the remain the dollars, each individual unit that's out there will def- go down in value, mm. right? Now, it'll still be a dollar. You know, the dollar, the, it'll still have a one on it. It's still $1 as it was through two years ago. But that dollar has less purchasing power than it did two years ago. Mm. And we see uh, the symptoms of that. One of the symptoms is that all the, everything seems to be going up. Mm-hmm. I mean, including investments. Like, 
cryptocurrency. You know, cryptocurrency is going up for more reasons, but part of that is inflation. Uh, houses uh, are, are going up at record rates, right? I bought a condo in, uh, I bought a condo cash in March, right? 168. Right now, that uh, the is valued at two twenty five. Mm. You know that was only what six months ago, mm. and the condo across the street from me, you know, across the uh, hall from me, sold for like two twenty five. Mm. So I bought that as an investment property, Airbnb. But it's, I mean, actually, I made more money on the the you know just the the you know the extra you know how much it went up in value, right. right? It appears that way, but what's really happening is that the the value of eat the dollar is dropping. So when that, whenever this happens, it looks like everything's going up in value, but that's not really what's happened is that the, the dollar's just not worth as much as it was before. Mm. And so what could be the possible results of inflation? I mean, there's obviously some, a couple of different variables. You mentioned the power of the dollar is lower, but what are some, what, what are some like outcomes that can happen? The biggest outcome of inflation like this, runaway inflation, is that it, it actually increases the gap between the rich and the poor. Mm. Because what happens is that poor people don't never had the money to invest in the first place, so they're not invested. They're, you know, they're they're they're, they're spending it as fast as they get it, but they're also like trying to save the little bit that they have. And now, now you're punished for saving because mm. let's say for example, I put a hundred dollars in the bank today, six yeah. months from now it's worth less. Mm-hmm. You know, but the rich have always invested. So what happens there is that let's say for example, if I got I put my money in ten houses, now the houses went up a lot in value, right? In the last six months. Now, if I'm poor, I, I haven't invested. I've just been saving my money. My money has lost value. Mm. But because the rich were able to invest in those houses, they've actually they've gained dollars, mm-hmm. right? So now the the divide between the rich and the poor is greater, and it continues to get greater the more the, the faster inflation runs away. You know, could we see something where this whole inflation bubble just kind of pops? That's just, what's called hyperinflation. Okay, so talk about that. Uh, it's um, happened in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> Venezuela, yeah. Venezuela. Uh, Zimbabwe, I believe, Zimbabwe, in Africa, yeah. Yeah. where they, where they, where they're like, they got dollar bills that are like a hundred, like yeah. a million dollar bills, and yeah, they're worth like happens. a dollar, some crazy like that. And that's what hyperinflation is: is that when, uh, when the government has to, like, it, co- it becomes a point that the government, uh, the money starts losing value so fast that the government has to keep printing money to keep up. And then it's like a cycle, right? The more they print, the faster it gets, the more. And then it becomes hyperinflation where the government's constantly printing out money and the values just keeps getting worse and worse. Like in Zimbabwe, like you said, they have million-dollar bills and stuff. Crazy. They, you have to use to buy one uh, br- loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, have you ever experienced a time like this before? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a little bit older than me, but have you ever seen anything like this? I know. I mean, the last time hyperinflation, I mean, not hyper, but hard inflation like this was in the 70s. It was before my lifetime. Mm. But like uh, my parent, my my parents probably experienced it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the '80s, actually, you know, we had a, a pretty stable time in the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. So, and that's pretty much all of my lifetime, so that I can remember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it's never been. It, most, most inflation has been pretty much steady uh, over over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But before before my lifetime in the '70s, there was uh, there was pretty bad inflation in the '70s. Mm-hmm. So, as a as a community, you know, what are some of the ways that we can best prepare for you know what's coming and um, just inflation overall what are some ways that you're preparing for it um, like I said we don't want to put fear in the community but we want to educate as much as possible and equip them with the tools that can better you know help make help them make better decisions yeah like uh, so the weird thing about uh, an environment like this in which inflation is this great 
is that uh, you're better. I mean, this is goes counter to everything we've been taught, everything that you've known. And that's what happens. It's like a topsy-turvy world now. Mm-hmm. You're better off blowing your entire paycheck the day you get it than holding on to it for a month. Mm. Because at least you got the value of the goods today. That's interesting. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, waiting on now you wait a month, now you can't buy what you could have bought a month ago. So you was better off just mm. bl- spending the whole check. And that, you know, that's not a good environment to be in. So it doesn't even encourage saving. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the more people spend, the worse it gets because more money gets out in the economy. Mm-hmm. So the the you know, the way we the way you can protect yourself against it is that you have now more than any other time. You have to open your your you know your mind to investing. Mm. There's no other way out of this now, right? Is that you can't save your way to the is now you couldn't do it before. You couldn't save your way to riches before, but now you really can't save your way to riches. It's, it's, it's counterproductive to to save large amounts of money now. That's not invested. Mm. It's completely counterproductive. And this now it could change. You know maybe inflation or you know get curtailed or something and it'll mm. stop. Or it'll slow down or maybe even reverse. But right now, say you're punished for saving money. So for the people out there, they're like, Armando, are you telling me not to save money? Like, that's what we've been taught our whole life. Like, that's been engraved in us, like to save, 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 save. And now you're telling us that we need to invest. We need to open up our wallets. Um, Is there like a certain amount that you would recommend that the people have for like like a safety fund and then use the rest for investing. I know it, it depends on everybody's situation. Yeah. Um, but what would you, I mean, the, the, the number I always hear is at least have six months yeah. in reserve for saving. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And that's still okay to a point because I mean, you have to have something in case, I mean, it's going to lose value, but that's like a, a yeah. security blanket. But, um, but you have to like, like, it's just that, in, in different times, right? Let's say we go back to the eighties. The eighty in the eighties, you can get seven, eight percent back on your bank deposits. Inflation was at two percent. So if I had a savings account in the bank, I was rewarded for saving. Like if I put a thousand in the bank, I was getting eight percent a year. Inflation was only like two, three percent. So it would outpace inflation. Mm. So my savings account would outpace inflation. Now, if you go to bank accounts now, you're lucky if they give you point zero one two percent. They won't even give you a percent anymore. Mm. So and inflation's at what? 12, 13% this year, if it could be. And then you got, you're, not, you're losing money every day. Mm. So like I said, is that uh, one of the biggest things you just have to, you have, this is imperative that you open your ears and our minds to invest in now. And one of the things that, you know, we talk about a lot on this podcast is, is cryptocurrency. And that's definitely one of the things that you would recommend that people um, would use to, I guess, kind of battle against inflation, correct? Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris, here. Just wanted to jump in here real quick and let you guys know two of the biggest reasons why people are not invested in crypto is simply because they have a lack of education or no capital. Where Armando and I came together and created an ebook called The Introduction to Investing in Crypto. What's an ebook, you may ask? It's basically a digital book and it's structured in a way so it's very easy to consume. In this crypto ebook, we will be covering everything from the basic of the blockchain platforms to invest on, basic crypto terminology, understanding crypto mining, popular coins and the utilities behind the coins, risk management with crypto investing, and a lot more. If you guys are interested in starting your wealth building journey and investing in crypto, this book will be available in the link of this podcast, or you can go to our Instagram account at Latin Wealth and hit the link in our bio to purchase. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so... The technology in many cryptocurrencies, including Ethereum, 
including uh, Bitcoin, is hyperinflationary. I'm mean, sorry, it's, uh, it's anti-inflationary. I'm sorry. Mm. So, for example, with Bitcoin, uh, so the way Bitcoin works is that every 10 minutes, uh, six and a quarter Bitcoin get generated through that network and how it works. So that, that, that's the Bitcoins that come onto the market. There's already Bitcoins on the market. Every 10 minutes, new Bitcoins come, six and a quarter. So every four years, that's the supply of the Bitcoins that come in the market. So every four years that gets cut, the code in Bitcoin says that every six months, they're going to cut the supply. Mm. The U.S. government increases the supply. That's what causes inflation. So because Bitcoin cuts the supply of Bitcoins that come to the market every four years, it actually is anti-inflationary, along with Ethereum. Ethereum, uh, Ethereum has... Uh, as mechanisms to, to burn tokens and, and create less of a supply. Mm. So a lot of cryptocurrencies are are building these uh, kind of uh, like, you know, things or uh, features in their cryptocurrencies to kind of like counteract, uh, you know, inflation. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they go up in value so often in, in, you know, for so many years like they have because they, they're anti-inflation, anti-inflationatory. Mm-hmm. That's great. Every time you we talk about the technology of, Bitcoin and Ethereum, it just blows my mind that somebody or something created this technology. That's why it keeps getting me back to what I said it's, before. It's crazy, honestly. I don't but, think one man had the the the, the amount of, like, the, you have to understand pol- politics, economics, uh, software engineering, a lot of different things. Crazy. Uh, group psychology to be able to make this work. I mean, it could just be like success bias and which, uh, something like that, or it could just be that it was something that we don't understand or maybe like a group or something. I don't know. Unbelievable. And this is uh, crazy timing because uh, we've recently seen El Salvador officially adopt cryptocurrency or crypto um, as a, a legal tender over there. Um, and they're using it like I just read, I think today, you know, El Salvador is using Bitcoin profit to build, you know, 20 different schools and I think animal shelters and hospitals and whatnot. So um, I think they're a, a prime example so far of you know them utilizing cryptocurrency to help i would say rebuild their economy a bit what do you think about that yeah i think that they're doing a great move because the way cryptocurrency works is that it rewards early adopters people that get onto it the earlier you get on the bitcoin the better or crypto in general the better you're going to be rewarded mm-hmm. and i think el salvador is reaping those benefits already of being early in the crypto, right? And being able to build an infrastructure, build an economic system all based on it before anybody else can do it. And they're going to reap the rewards that one day we're going to look back at El Salvador as like a success story about how they transformed their economy mm-hmm. by uh, adopting Bitcoin as a, a nationwide currency instead of a fiat currency like we have or many other countries have. So what's the difference between a fiat currency and the, the official currency? So a fiat currency is a, a so we got to go back to the U.S. dollar, right? The U.S. dollar was created and it was backed by gold. Most people still think it is, but it's not. So the U.S. government, the the U.S. dollar was backed by gold. So they couldn't, they could not, the U.S. government could not print dollars up that didn't have gold that represented it in in Fort Knox. What is it backed by now? It's nothing. So this is what happened. So, and uh, so what happened is that uh, it was, you know, in the 60s, 70s, there were financial problems, right? And it actually started in the 30s, but it, it really like broke what's called the gold standard in the 60s and 70s. Uh, so what happened is that the U.S. just needed money. We had to print more money, right? So what we did, what what happened is that they they got you know that was restricting the government from making money because the law says you can't print money that's not represented by gold in Fort Knox. Mm. The government ran into spending problems. The government had to, so they said, well, look, let's break that. 
let's just say, look, we're going to base the dollar on the trust in the U.S. government. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what backs the U.S. dollar now. So they broke the gold standard. And that's what caused that hyperinflation in the 70s, like we talked about. Is they broke away from the gold standard, it caused the hyperinflation. Now, ever since they broke the gold standard, which, which they said dollars are not going to represent gold anymore, they've been constantly fighting inflation. Mm. Before that, there was very little inflation. A dollar in 1920 or 30 bought you what a dollar, uh, the same thing a dollar bought you like in the 40s. You know, it wasn't mm. much, you know, but once they broke that, that's when we saw that hyper, that, 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 that extreme inflation that started happening after they broke the gold standard. Mm. Well said, well said. Um, you know, we want to ra- start wrapping this thing up. We wanted to quickly come on here and talk about inflation, talk about what's going on a little bit, and talk about how you can prepare yourself and educate yourself on what's going on. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add to what we're discussing today or l- let the people know what they, um, anything else? Yeah, uh, I think uh, we covered all the bases on inflation. Just make sure you look at, uh, take a look at crypto and make a look at the anti-inflationatory, uh, you know, mechanisms in mm-hmm. crypto and just, you know, learn about it and see how it counteracts inflation mm-hmm. and how, you know, as the U.S. dollar, and remember all fiat currencies, every fiat currency that's ever been created has failed. That's when one, one, Rome had a fiat currency. Not, yeah, Rome had a fiat currency and it ended up, fail. every fiat currency that's ever been created has failed. Mm. You know, Rome debased their currency and then it ended up failing. So crypto is built and it can't be changed. You know, it, it is it's anti it's, it's anti inflationary, and it cannot be changed. Mm. It's already set, right? So it's a great, great alternative what we have today. Mm. Well said, well said. Um, like I said, uh, thank you guys for for tuning in today's episode. If you guys can share this episode, with one other person that needs to hear this, and trust me, a lot of people need to hear this information. I wanted to come on here briefly and talk to you guys. Um, and with that being said, thank you once again for supporting the podcast. It's your boy, Chris. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>